Hello and welcome to RGU Talk, the official podcast of Robert Gordon University. I'm your host, Johnny Milne, and this week I feel completely out of my depth because I am joined by someone who knows far more about communications and PR than I ever could. It's academic strategic lead in RGU's School of Creative and Cultural Business. It's Izzy Crawford. Izzy, thank you for coming down today. Thank you for inviting me, Johnny. So we're here today to talk about crisis communications, uh, which is one of the areas that you specialise in. Before we get into that, can you tell us just a little bit about your background in communications? Yes. So I worked for 10 years in corporate communication for the NHS, and I've been teaching corporate communication at Robert Gordon University for about 12 years now. Oh, wow. Um, And you became academic strategic lead last year. I mean, what exactly does that role involve? So the academic strategic lead role involves assisting the head of school with the strategic priorities and operational day-to-day management of the school. That is a mouthful. That's fantastic. Um, But are you still involved in the the teaching side as well? Yes, yes I am. And one of the modules I teach is the postgraduate PR theory and practice module and part of that is crisis communication. Which is perfect for what we're speaking about today. Awesome. Um, Well, moving on to uh, communications, crisis comms again in particular, what is, it may be a simple question, but what is considered a crisis in a PR sense? Well, as you can imagine, a crisis can take many different forms, (laughs) um, but perhaps the simplest way of thinking about it is a time of intense difficulty or danger when difficult or important decisions need to be made. Um, And this can apply to events which have intensified slowly over time, for example, major job losses, or it could have materialised quite rapidly and unexpectedly, for example, an act of terrorism. So crises can be intentional or they can be unintentional and they can originate from human or natural causes. And are you able to give me any specific examples of ones that you've had to deal with in your career? Yes, well, in my career, I've mainly had to deal with public health crises, for example, outbreaks of E. coli when I worked for the NHS, and also emergency response training for major incidents involving the hospital. Um, One occasion that springs to mind that I remember quite well, and it was a number of years ago, um, the emergency response system was activated at the hospital over a suspicious substance which had come into contact with baggage handlers at the airport. And they were brought into hospital and quarantined. Now, thankfully, it turned out to be harmless. Excellent. (laughs) But it certainly put the crisis response procedure through its paces. Um, Well... We obviously live in a world where virtually everything is online and available to find if you look hard enough. Um, you know, over the years and even the past few months, we've seen numerous public figures be shamed or sacked for photos or comments they may have made years and years ago and even apologised for at the time. How hard is it for communication professionals to deal with reputational issues in that kind of environment? Yeah. Well, I think we're all aware that social media has transformed our lives, but it's also transformed the way that we do crisis management and crisis communication. 
If you think about it, information and images are available instantly, constantly and virally across many different platforms to anyone at any time, anywhere in the world. <laughs> so, not surprisingly, it's impossible to control what other people are saying about you, mm -hmm. but it is possible to control how you respond, and that's the important thing. And with companies in particular, how much of a difference can, can it make if a crisis is handled well or handled poorly? A crisis can really be turned to an organisation's advantage if you can demonstrate competence in a difficult situation. Okay. But this really does need careful preparation and management before, during and after the crisis has occurred. If it's handled badly, it can destroy even the strongest of reputations overnight and result in substantial losses or even closure of an organisation. And there have been some quite high-profile examples of that in the in the news yeah, of the absolutely. last couple of years. Um, and with that in mind, um, can you tell me a bit more about the specialist diploma in crisis communications that is offered here at the university? Yes, I can. So the CIPR specialist diploma in crisis communications is designed to help you understand the possible causes and impact of a crisis, how it damages reputation, but critically how it can be mitigated. Mm -hmm. It's a short professional course. It's delivered in two day-long workshops at RGU's stunning Garfdie campus in Aberdeen. <laughs> Got to get that plug in. Yep, absolutely. And it's followed by self-study online through our virtual learning environment called Moodle. Okay. Um, and what would you say to someone who maybe looks at that diploma and thinks that maybe their organisation isn't big enough to worry about a major crisis? Yeah, I would definitely say that no one is crisis proof. It can happen to anyone or any organisation at any time. And the cost of not having a robust plan or understanding how to respond could be really damaging to your reputation and to your business. So with, if people take part in the diploma, what will they get out of it in terms of you know skills and employability? Okay. Well, first thing I probably want to highlight is that RGU is the first university in Scotland to offer this course. Fantastic. And the first intake will be in January 2019. So if you're among those that first cohort, you will have something on your CV that not many other people in the local industry yeah. have. You'll gain a specialist qualification in crisis communications, which is accredited by the UK's leading professional body for public relations, the CIPR, Chartered Institute of Public Relations. But you'll also acquire the expertise that's really necessary to identify and manage crisis communications effectively, which I think should be a top priority for any employer. Absolutely. Um, so. If that interests people, where can they go to find out more and to apply? Yeah. Well, if you'd like to find out more and to apply, you should visit www.rgu.ac.uk forward slash crisis communications. I hope you all had your pens and papers out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, finally, before we end, um, you know, incorporating everything we've said so far and everything from your career to this point, what would be your main message to the communication professionals of the future? I think if you want to become a communications professional in the public, private or charitable sector, you need to understand and be proficient at crisis communications because it really could happen anywhere at any time and you need to be ready. 
And on that, Izzy, thank you again so much for joining me today. And that's it for another episode of RGU Talk. On behalf of the university, I'm Johnny Milne, and we'll talk to you later.